Wow. Loved this episode so much. I can't even tell you. I mean, I knew I would because you've sung her praises for so long and anyone you love, I love. But wow. Guys, do we have a great episode in store for you today? Today, my acupuncturist, Dr. Michelle, is here and I could not be more excited. I talk about it a little bit in the episode, but Dr. Michelle came into my life at such a pivotal moment. And I went in to see her with the expectation of working on some neck pain and left with finally finding the healer that I feel like I've been searching for for years and like complaining to Meadow that I feel like I've, I've needed to find. And she finally came into my life and it just felt so right. And I can't wait for you guys to like get to know why it's so much more than just acupuncture. Mm-hmm. But I'll let, I'll let Meadow tell you guys a little bit about about the wonder that is Dr. Michelle. Uh, Dr. Michelle started her career after getting her master's in public health at Columbia, where she co-authored several academic articles exploring the interaction with our environment and epigenetic structure and impacting the risk of mental illness and particularly PTSD. She then does a harsh pivot in her career, which we discussed throughout the episode, and received her doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So now she has her own five element acupuncture practice, which of course we get into as well where she shares her wealth of knowledge and healing gifts with her clients like Gabby. We're so, so, so beyond grateful to Dr. Michelle for taking the time out of her schedule, especially during the holidays, to sit down and chat with us. Meadow and I learned so much. I just feel like every time I I get to talk to her, I just walk out. A new and improved woman. Lots of good tangible stuff too. So if you're going through it, you know, day after the holiday, we've got some great helpful. This should leave you feeling like a warm virtual hug. Ugh good way to put it. She's just so special and I can't wait for you all to hear all the pearls that she shared. Enjoy today's episode. Enjoy. Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> We're thank so you. happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Before we press record, Dr. Michelle filled us in that this was her first recorded audio and video podcast. <laughs> We're very honored. So honored. Like, so honored. Thank you. And it's a warm welcome because our community already knows all about you, too. Yeah. Oh, do they? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have not mentioned all that right. to you, but they sure do. <laughs> they know about okay. you. <laughs> okay, great. Gabby has been singing your praises on the podcast for quite some time. Oh, so well, people I are excited. I hope I live up to expectations. Oh, I my hope God. I don't disappoint anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. As if. Please, not possible. Before we get into everything, we start all of our recordings with asking our guests what they're currently unpacking. People have fun with it. It can be heavy, not so heavy, literally anything. Whatever comes to mind. What am I unpacking currently? I guess I'm I guess it's the theme that I'm been kind of unpacking from time to time for a long time this really unsupportive narrative that to be doing well means that everything should be going well. That's what being in alignment means and that everything feels good and your relationships are kind of running really smoothly. And I think that that's like, it's something that I'm unpacking right now, especially, you know, being a new mom, I have a 16 month old. So I'm kind of like in this different phase of my life now, which is like really exciting and great and also like presenting its own set of challenges, right? And just like a new layer of content to to process. And so yeah, so like it can be kind of confusing, right? It's like, is is this like how it should be? Is this the way everybody else feels, you know, and then playing that against the backdrop of a lot of the the narrative that is out there in the new age or like the personal development world or, you know, in therapy and stuff that like, you know, to be in alignment or to be like doing the work correctly, everything should be kind of running smoothly, feeling good. And that's just not really true. At, at least that's that's what I found. And I certainly, you know, I don't see that with any of my clients. And doesn't mean that, you know, you're always kind of like down in the in the trenches. So, you know, obviously the goal is to orient towards your process in a in a different way, but it's not it's just it's a lot messier, I think. And so that's just that's currently what I'm unpacking. I always kind of like come back to that mm-hmm. from time to time. I mean, thank you for sharing that. I think it's such a healthy reminder for people. People listening, especially as they get into the rest of this episode, to remind everyone that everybody actually goes through something. Because even hearing you mm-hmm. say this, and you and I, you know, have gotten to know each other in the level of like client practitioner, but it's just what you do it gets so much deeper. But even hearing you say that, it's a reminder of like, oh, 
she can have all this incredible insight and all of these amazing things that you're telling me. And at the same time, she's also moving through things and working through things. Oh yeah, big time. Do you ever like learn lessons in your own individual life that then you feel like you can sort of place onto your clients when you see fit or like in tandem at the same time? Yeah, Always. I think that that's what actually makes the work so effective when working Mm -hmm. with clients. Mm -hmm. They can feel on some level that I've been there because I'm Mm -hmm. not afraid to go there in my own experience and my own process with myself. I'm not afraid. I mean, my life has been so intensely emotional that I'm just, it doesn't really save me anymore. And, and, and to, to go there at least, right. To like really get into the shadow elements of my experience. And I think that that's something that my patients can feel. And I see mm-hmm. it all the time. I mean, literally, I, you know, sometimes within the same day, it's like, I'm, you know, in my head about something around my kid or my husband. And then my client comes in like talking about the same thing. And I'm like, well, here you go. Right. And not Mm -hmm. to talk about myself, but it's like, oh, I know that feeling. I know Mm -hmm. where you are. And I think that this only makes the work like more rich and more effective. And also it's just like a reminder that we're all really, everyone's having the same experience. Slightly yes. different plot lines, but like yeah. pretty much the same themes over and over again. Oh, Dr. Yeah, Michelle, okay. I'm in love with you already because <laughs> all we do here is talk about like spirituality and mental health and how the blend of that together is just so mm. much more supportive than kind of like traditional therapy and APA and DSM and all that kind of jazz. But mm-hmm. I love what you're saying and that reminder just because so much of the people that are speaking out about mental health or in the spiritual community really do a lot of that kind of like spiritual bypassing or like, especially because they're trying to like market themselves that way. It's very much like look at my like glowy up-leveled self-actualized life where as if you're actually doing real work, it's hard and sticky and gross and under the covers and shadowy. And it just means so much like you're saying that. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's really like to your point, there's, a really, I hate to use the word toxic, but let's say a very unhelpful narrative mm. where it's like, yeah. I went through my dark night of the soul and yep. I did the oh work, gosh. which nobody ever knows what the work is, right? Uh-huh. I did right. the work uh-huh. and now I'm on the other side and here's my, you know, like twin flame lover and my like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> residual for $50,000 a month residual income yep. and my full body orgasms and all yep. these things yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? This is everyone on my timeline. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, uh, and, the, and the thing is, is so yeah. the thing is, it's not that you can't have any of those things, and right. it's not to say that your that the that the, your life is one continuous dark night of the soul. But as I've seen in my own experience, and my experience with a lot of people who've been doing the work for a long mm-hmm. time, and a lot of you know some of these people that kind of publish themselves in a different way outwardly, it's like it's multiple dark nights of the soul at different yes. points of your life, and mm-hmm. there's Absolutely. different layers at different moments. And again, it's not to say that you have to be stuck in the mud or kind of mm-hmm. the the goal, at least for me, is like how you orient towards the the content, how you orient towards the process um but it's never gonna go away um and that's uh that I think is a is a really dangerous narrative that I think gets perpetuated a lot and so much of my work with my clients is just like almost giving permission which they don't need my permission but I'm happy to offer it if you want it it's like like no it's it's okay it's actually okay this is totally Mm -hmm. normal Mm -hmm. And this is great. And the more you can just actually sit with that, that shadow content and that discomfort and just actually lean into it and allow it to actually be there, Mm -hmm. the more it will reveal its gift to you and then it will soften its grip, you know, and I think that's, that's really all we can, all we can really desire. I mean, I'm just gonna tell listeners now, every time I leave one of our sessions, I feel like I've learned a lesson that could frankly have taken me like a lifetime to learn. And I learn it in this like hour, hour and a half period because of the way it's, it's what you said too, of like, you give us permission, even though we technically, yeah, don't need the permission, but you give us that space and you provide that space. And one of the things that we talked about last time that really stuck, I remember I went in and I was so frustrated about like feeling 
as if my conditioning had won. Mm. And it just made me, I think the word I said was defeated. Like I just felt really, really fucking defeated. We work through that lesson a lot of like, it's not always going to be perfect. Not everything's going to be perfect. Release the control. But last time something you said to me really stuck with me and it was about conditioning is always going to be there. Like that's your conditioning. That's, that's what it is but it's going to soften and eventually you'll be able to catch it and you'll Mm -hmm. see it and you'll have that, that graciousness. So I love that we're talking about that now Mm -hmm. of just having that graciousness with each other because it's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. It's it's deep because it's also, it's not just yours. It's your mom's and your dad's and their parents and everything like that. And again, it's not to say it in this kind of, in this defeatist way where it's like, well, you know, I'm just, it's overpowering, Mm -hmm. but it's also just to notice oh, wow, there's so many elements at play here right now. And if I, it, it also gives you freedom. It's like, oh, I don't have to be in control. There's nothing to, to, to be victorious over here. Mm-hmm. It's just noticing right. what lives inside of me and noticing it enough times and where it's not, it's not calling the shots as much. It's, it's, it can be there. It can have a seat mm-hmm. at the table, you know, but not necessarily, you know, like, you know, at the head of the table, kind of commanding the entire meal. So that that's how I how I like to see it. I mean, but it's not always easy to even see it that way either. If you want, that's okay too. The visuals are so good, though. The visuals you've given me such helpful little tools and visuals, and I feel like Meadow like loves that type of stuff too. Oh my gosh, I'm just eating it up. Yeah, but we're working on a project right now, which will be exciting when we are able to like actually talk about it. But I keep seeing in Meadow's notes like all of these notes to make this visual and mm-hmm. make like a graphic of it and make whatever, and it's so helpful. So even you saying like letting it have a seat at the table, yeah, or that one point that we were working on the the suspended pivot point, mm-hmm. and you use the metaphor of like you're a spider and it's allowing you to sort of look down and you're you're being able to have this 360 view instead of being like perched over and I when I tell you that I told everybody who would listen to me about yeah that, it's great I was like guys <laughs> listen it's great spiders are spiders are very dear dear friends like really just beautiful energy to work with because First of all, they're, you know, they are, are a um, symbol of the divine feminine. But more mm-hmm. importantly, it's like spiders and spider webs allow us to tap into our creativity and also give us the permission to change our mind. Mm-hmm. This isn't really working for me anymore. Let me scrap this and build a new. Well, the whole strength of it is, is that you're always tethered to something like spider mm-hmm. webs are really viable and flexible, but they're incredibly strong. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I love that point. I could go on for a long time, but I won't. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. So to reel myself back in and go back to the questions that Meadow and I have laid out, I wanted to kind of give a little bit of background of how we met. And that was at a point where I... I basically was connected with Dr. Michelle through a mutual friend of ours, a friend of the podcast, Mr. Jesse Israel. Shout out. We all know and love the man on here. I was just having really bad neck pain. And I remember he was raving about this amazing woman that he goes to see for acupuncture and I need to see her, blah, blah, blah. So I messaged him and I was like, hey, SOS, need to see someone. I was hoping for relief. What I was not expecting was to find a healer, like in Mm -hmm. every sense Mm -hmm. of the word, which is really what I found in you. And I wasn't expecting for us to connect and just everything just like, I remember I left that session and I was like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, this is what I, what I need. So I was wondering if you could give a little bit of background as to how you got into acupuncture, how you started that Mm -hmm. journey, your journey to becoming a healer, why you think acupuncture is important. Loaded question, but Anywhere you want to start. I'm just going to wait. There's like an airplane that is above my house. Oh my gosh. Classic. I live in the <laughs> direct loud. flight path in oh, San Diego. Okay. So I, you're preaching to the choir. Okay. Michelle, I feel like you're my long lost cousin already. Like oh. even the way you speak about spiders, <laughs> I grew up and my dad like would collect. So I told, I literally said this to my boyfriend two days ago because we found a spider in my bathroom and I'm like, no, you have to get the cup and the piece of paper and you bring them outside and you let them go. Like Everything you're saying so far is just resonate. And I knew it would. Gabby's been singing your praises to me and telling me how much I would adore you. But I'm just so thrilled you're here already. 
Anyway, Thank if the really airplane is gone, please here. continue. It's great to be here. Thank <laughs> you. Well, I just want to say, just speaking to what Gabby just said about the shift in your expectations and us working together, that just makes me feel so grateful that A, you were kind of open to it and B, that you were, yeah, that it, that, that landed in you um, because it's, it's kind of a mm. hurdle that I deal with a lot. I think people mm. think of acupuncture and kind of put, place it in a certain box and it's like for next pain or you know now people it's there a lot of buzz around fertility or digestive issues or stress mm. and things like that and so you know it's not that I I can't deal with all of those things I do deal with all of those things but five element medicine five element acupuncture which is what I practice is a psychophysiological medicine it is a spirit medicine so we're always working on all levels, you know, emotional, physical, mental, spiritual. And so as a provider of this medicine, like it, it's my, it's in my, it's my job to really be able to offer a really integrated experience or a really integrated perspective on where you're at and what I'm seeing. So I just really appreciate that. You know, it's always great to have clients who are game to really go there. You know, sometimes they're like, wait, what? I thought I was just coming here for like an earache or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, but yeah. but anyways, I will back up. So I'm from Los Angeles and I moved away for college and grad school. I went, I, I got my master's in public health and epidemiology and I was working actually in research in psychiatric epigenetics. Wow, cool. Mostly in uh, PTSD and mood disorders and mm -hmm. stuff. And it's always been like a very long held vision of mine to be a scientist and to be an academic. So I applied for my PhD and I wanted to move back to LA and in my mind it was kind of like there was no way that I wasn't getting into the program like I had come very highly recommended I was doing really important research like kind of everything was all the boxes mm -hmm. were checked off and mm -hmm. I didn't get in <laughs> I fucking lost Ooh, my mind yep. I mean I lost it in such a profound way. I just really didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And I just fell into a really dark place, which, you know, in my life wasn't something that was necessarily rare. I had been dealing with depression and anxiety for a long time, you know, history of eating disorders, like everything, everything in the fridge, like the whole <laughs> thing. I, I had it all. I experienced it all. Um, and I was, you know, always a really sensitive person. At the time, I was working with a couple who are now, you know, my surrogate parents, Peter Evans and Lisa Lim, who anyone in, in Los Angeles, if, you know, anyone from Los Angeles is listening, maybe the, their names sound familiar. But anyways, they've been greatly influential in my life in many ways. And I was sitting on Lisa's couch, just being like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm looking at the road ahead and just feeling really overwhelmed. And she was like, you know what, you just need to get off. Of I was on, you know, so many different antidepressants, mm. anti-anxiety medications. I had been on them forever. And she's like, you know what, let's just get you off of these medications. Let's just like kind of clear the cobwebs a little bit and then we'll figure out what you're going to do. And she's like, you should go see my practitioner, Dr. Elliot Ivanhoe in Santa Monica, who's a five element acupuncturist. He's really going to help you just go to him and just don't worry about it. So I started working with him and he helped me successfully get off of my medications, which I had done so many times. Wow. I tried to do so many times before, but it was like so challenging. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of, you know, people, people have experience with anti-anxiety medication detox and it's, mm -hmm. just, it's, it's really challenging yeah, if you don't have the right support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he really helped me, you know, as we started working together, I had this like quiet voice that just got louder and louder and was like, I kind of, I kind of want to do this. This sounds like something that I could do. And and then it just got so loud that I couldn't ignore it. And I was sitting again on Lisa's couch. And I was like, you know what? I think, I think I want to do what Elliot does. And she's like, yep. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what you're going to do then. Let's just do that. And then the next <laughs> week I applied for acupuncture school. And then I was in school for another six or seven years wow. to get my doctorate wow. and to do um, a fellowship in five element acupuncture. So that's like... <laughs> it's been kind of the road and then of course you know 
through that time, having a lot of influence of, of different practitioners and, and particularly with my work with Peter Evans, who's kind of like initiated me in my shamanic work, which is this is really, this is a shamanic medicine. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of all of the really amazing people who have been um, part of my story and, and getting me to where I am now, I guess that's my, that's my story of how that's I got so here. It's so it reminds me so much just because I I come from like kind of a classic mental health space. And we always say like, you know, you get into this work for a reason takes one to know one and Mm -hmm. kind of how you're explaining at the beginning with Gabby, how you Mm -hmm. will integrate your own lessons where where they're applicable. Like, it's so true when it Mm -hmm. comes from that, like truthful, authentic find, like it just it flows so much more and it makes so much sense. But can you describe what five elements mean? Because I'm familiar yeah, with yeah. acupuncture. I actually grew up with it because my mother and I want to get into that with you, but I, I don't know that term. So I'd love to hear what that means, what it looks like. Yeah. So five classical five element acupuncture is um, a form. So there's so many different forms of acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending on, you know, if you're working in, in, you know, schools in China or Korea or Japan, there's just like, you know, there's really something for everyone. But classical five element acupuncture really comes from the inner tradition of Taoism. And it's mm. a constitutional type of medicine. So in this form of medicine, there's five elements which are behind me. I don't know if you guys can see them. Kind of, yeah. There are five yeah, elements we got the visual. here. Fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. These five elements are working together all the time as they are in nature and they are doing so inside of us. Mm-hmm. So the same way that we're seeing all of these elements cooperating or butting heads or moving moving you know, in the world together out in the external world, they're also doing so inside of us. And so in the way that we see the five elements, each person, everybody has all of the five elements working within them all the time. But each person has a has like an one elemental or two elemental filters, right? Mm. So it's, it's how you see and process your world on a physical level, on an emotional level, and on a spiritual mm. level. And each element has both its gift mm-hmm. and its shadow. Right. And that's happening again on the subtle and gross level. For example, I'm an I'm an earth uh, constitution. I'm a, I'm a stomach constitution. So if you're talking about the earth element, you're talking really about digestion mainly, not just about how you're digesting your food, but it's also how you're digesting your life. How are you digesting your mm-hmm. thoughts? How you're digesting energy, right? Of like where you begin and end. Um, in in relationship to other people. And so it's my job to assess, you know, kind of what is your elemental filter. Mm -hmm. And we believe that if you really support the, the constitution at its core, so if you're, if you're supporting the, your element or your, uh, a lot of times the element can be both your strong suit and your weakest link. It's the first thing to take a hit under any amount of stress or illness or whatever. Mm. So we feed the, the root mm-hmm. as a mechanism of then feeding the whole, of, of feeding the integrated whole. And so because they're all in relationship to each other. Metal, for example, is the mother of water, which is the mother of wood, which is the mother mm. of fire and so on and so forth. And then there's also different relationships between the, the elements as well. So you're always just managing the relationship of the elements with, with each other right? Making sure that not one is getting more than the other and that everybody's being fed equally so that the whole system can run properly. Wow. Um, it's so interesting to me. <laughs> it's so fascinating to me. Okay, two things. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about how we can, like if there's any sort of like supplemental ways that people can sort yeah. of get into this work if they mm-hmm. don't have access to acupuncture mm-hmm. slash, quite frankly, access to you. Mm-hmm. Because in my brain, I'm like, it's Dr. Michelle, Dr. Michelle only. <laughs> But also how you, how quickly are you sort of able to identify with your clients? Like, oh, okay, this is their element. This is where we need to I know. I'm like, mm-hmm. do it on me right now. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm like, how do I learn immediately what my element is? I'm like panicking to find out something I'm not aware no, of. No, no, no. Am I earth? I'm like, I don't even think I know um, well, mine. I mean, I'm supposed to, I'm not supposed to reveal that information. It's actually confidential information. But in, in your case, you, you are also an earth CF. So, uh, or a causative yeah, factor. Yeah. Right? 
So, um, do you tell your clients when you're in session? Sorry to interrupt you already. Or is it more like your own? Okay. Just some clients like are really interested and want all the information, want to know all the points and some clients don't. And actually sometimes I, it's best to not share sometimes like, um, because people Mm. then start to get really in their head about things. And the thing is, is that it's really subtle, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's really subtle. It's not, you know, that every, uh, water CF is, you know, paralyzed with fear all the time because that's the emotion associated with the, with the water element. It's everything is nuanced again, because we have all of the, you know, elements working within us all the time. And so sometimes actually, you know, a, a client might be so out of balance that some of the other elements are, are their imbalances are, are a lot louder mm. because the mm. system is so out of whack that actually maybe the, the grandchild of the, their, their element is actually what's presenting as being problematic, right? And so you need to right. kind of like work backwards to be like, and sometimes that takes several sessions treating them on a totally. different CF and then, you yeah. know, coming back and being like, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's actually this. But in, in any case, traditionally, there's four legs of, of diagnosis in this medicine, which is color, odor, sound, and emotion. Color is the, the color that's coming off of this, the outer campus of the eye and around the nasolabial fold. And again, it's not going to be like mm. your skin color. It's mm-hmm. really... Mm-hmm. kind of resonance that's coming off of your face. Odor is is the, you know, smell of your body and, and each of the elements have a different odor associated with them. Sound, so sound of the voice. And you see, I'm an earth element. So I have a really sing-songy voice that kind of mm-hmm. wants to pull you in. And the earth element is really, is uh, one element of it is a kind of a, a need for sympathy, a really a need for understanding. Mm-hmm. And so it's in my voice is kind of trying to pull you in, like, please understand what my needs are so that you can feed me and I can feel understood and I'm just taking that immediately to a metaphor to Mother Earth, <laughs> like begging us to understand and yes. treat her with respect. Oh my God, <laughs> could make me cry. Yes, Keep going. Yes, yes, yes. And then the last leg is emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's really the kind of really the foundation of your diagnosis. And that comes, again, it comes with nuance, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. every earth element is going to be constantly worried and, and asking for sympathy. It's really, really a lot of times more like a resonance that you feel and not something mm-hmm. that just develops over time, you know, in just having a sensitivity and also, you know, being aware of your own projection actions when you're talking to a client and be like, oh, they're like this or they're like that. And then also, you know, of course, having some having some freedom around it and some permission to actually maybe not get it right the first few times and mm-hmm. in, in knowing that the therapeutic process is always at work, no matter if you're doing like the perfect point prescription or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just allowing yourself to, to figure it out with your client is, is how you to get you get to you know, really good diagnosis with clients. Wow. I, I feel like, I mean, it's feels so clear to me that like, there's no one that would not benefit from this work, but I, Mm -hmm. I guess just to get a little specific. So my mother, when I was in preschool developed an immune disorder Mm -hmm. and it kind of mimicked Mm -hmm. MS, but folks had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. She was in countless research studies, whatever. And a friend introduced her to acupuncture. And for my entire life, it's been quite literally the only thing that's ever brought her reprieve when she goes through Mm. this. And a lot of the times it would be Mm -hmm. connected with like stress or depression. I remember it flared up when my my father passed away and it feels so mind, body, soul, which makes sense of why Mm -hmm. this would work so beautifully. But I'm wondering if there's just like, I don't know, certain phases in people's life or maybe issues that people are coming with Mm -hmm. that are common or, you know, just someone out there that thinks like, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. this is for me and describing what Mm -hmm. what acupuncture could be good for, which I know it feels like everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's got to be everything. Well, um, you know, as I said, five element medicine, five element acupuncture and Chinese medicine, classical Chinese medicine is a psychophysiological medicine. Yeah. So it really is. I mean, what I deal with on the day to day is people just trying to process and integrate their experiences, whether that's you know, dealing with trauma, mm. dealing with the effects of trauma um, and, 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 you know, you, 
a lot of times the traumas are not necessarily capital T traumas, but a lot of, you know, lowercase mm-hmm. T traumas that just happened a little bit too often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm. you know, just getting people dysregulated um, enough times to kind of have that be there, just their mechanism of operation. So, you know, I, I do a lot of grief processing. I do oh. a lot of fertility work with clients. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that work is not necessarily around getting the body ready for mm-hmm. a baby, but really getting the energetics of, of inviting a soul into your body and, and some of the you know, especially with a lot of my clients who are at different stages of maybe the IVF cycle and process and even just like getting them to a place where they feel on a on a soul level that they Mm -hmm. can have a baby you Mm -hmm. know because that's something that gets really messed up like when you're in that process a lot of times just yeah feeling like you can't do it Mm -hmm. I know you said you know I know it deals with everything I say I really do deal with everything Mm -hmm. um and then you know I have a lot of uh, been doing a lot more somatic integration uh training now and so doing some more focused trauma work with clients as well and so that's been a big part of my practice but just like helping people cope is not the right word but really be able to be in the world and not so much in their story about Mm, what the world is like. Totally. And I find that acupuncture is able to do that because it's very much an embodied medicine, Mm. right? We talk about embodiment so much in personal development or in therapy Mm. and things like that. And it it really is one of the oldest forms of 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 embodied medicine. It's Mm. just, it's the ability to actually give yourself the opportunity to self author Mm -hmm. in a new way and then have that be actually like a felt sense experience that you're able to walk through the world with, which is really powerful. But I want to go back. I know you, you asked me a question that I didn't answer Gabby. You said if people don't have access to um, acupuncture, that's very, very important because you know, a lot of people don't. So I, you know, the internet is, is a portable place and can also be an incredibly (laughs) helpful place. Yeah. uh, Everything's that double-edged sword, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think just even just Googling, you know, where are these, there's 12 uh, energetic meridians Mm. or organ systems. I mean, there's, Mm. there's more than that, but there's 12 main ones. So, you know, going on things like tcmworld.org or even just Googling, like what are the 12 meridians knowing where they are physically on your body, right? And maybe learning a little bit about like reading a few blurbs here and there. There's some information on my website, uh, there's an awesome practitioner named Tia Elijah. She has an amazing website called perennialmedicine.com. There's Lonnie Jarrett. He has an amazing website, lonniejarrett.com. And just like getting some baseline information about what are these meridians? Mm-hmm. What do they do? And even just like having the awareness, right? That, okay, the, the lung channel, for example, is running across the body here. It's like that. It gives so much power to an individual just to even be able to contemplate, like not in a technical way, Mm -hmm. right? Of like, oh, Mm -hmm. I need to know what to do, which point, but just to explore, like, how does this feel? Mm -hmm. Does this feel tender? Does this feel cold? Does this feel Mm. warm, right? And just like finding a new way of engaging with your body, right? With having this awareness, like, oh, there are these channels that are running through my body. Maybe if I can just spend some time massaging my spleen channel, because I know that I need some help with my digestion right now, like doing that for yourself. And that's a lot of actually the work that I do with my clients is giving them little exercises to do with the instruction of actually not being so technical, Mm. the instruction of actually being Mm. really exploratory, because it's your body, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these maps that tell us how to work with the territory, but you are the territory you know, I think that that can be really empowering in that, like, you don't necessarily need a middleman to explore that mm-hmm. for yourself. That would be, um, you know, a great way. And then looking up like Qigong exercises. I, I have love a couple Qigong. on my Instagram page. Yeah, I do yeah. it on YouTube. My <laughs> yeah, old coworker great. used to have us do it on break yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. It's 
such a, again, an embodied practice, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not necessarily in moments where you might be feeling really dysregulated or really anxious. And, you know, it's never helpful to fight a thought with another thought, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's always best Mm -hmm. to go into the body and to feel like, okay, where am I feeling this discomfort, right? Let me see if I can lean into it. Or maybe I can focus in on another part of my body that doesn't feel so uncomfortable and see if I can expand on that feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like, stop freaking out, shut the fuck up, calm down, everything's okay, you know, like that's never really gets us anywhere. Mm-hmm. So Qigong is a really great way to do that. And there's, um, like I said, I have a couple of, of videos on my Instagram page. And then there's a great page called Regeneration Tai Chi. Um, he's a great, he's a great Instagram. He always has like these, you know, short clips that are free for everybody. Cool. So I think those are some really good resources if you don't have access to an acupuncturist. Do you have any tips? Because a lot of the things, I mean, I don't know if it's just me and I'm just my, my star in my movie in this, but I just feel like a lot of the conversations that you and I have is about releasing control. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for listeners on little ways that we can, I guess, soften the way that we speak to ourselves Mm. and release that sort of sense of control? I kind of have a Mm follow-up with that too, but mine's like the more general version of like, Okay. I guess you're you're just saying in control is an example. And my question was like how emotions are stored in our bodies and like how to communicate with them to let them go or mm-hmm. move through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those are two different questions. And are I'm they, gonna okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my in my in my opinion. So I think control people's issues with control really come down to I in my opinion people's issues with trust Mm. right Mm. we feel like we need to be in control because we don't trust that we're going to be okay and a lot of times that comes from you know really really early childhood memories pre pre verbal pre-mental you know experiences where we didn't get what we needed. And again, it's not, it doesn't have to be this horrible story, right? That is in some people's lives. And in most cases, maybe you were left for a little bit too long to cry or things that were just normal experiences, but that provided a, an imprint of, of um, a lack of safety and a lack of trust that you were going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, we really feel like we need to control everything and everything needs to be just so that we can feel safe in the world. And so I think in being able to let go of control, we really need to address our relationship with trust. And then the conditions that we create around trust, right? It's like, I'm going to trust the universe when things are going well, but when they're not, then that trust mm-hmm. just kind of falls away. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed oh, yeah. to, yeah. right? It happens, we all do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to really connecting. And this is where maybe your question comes in is like that sense of trust that's felt when you're just kind of able to tap into your body right. and place your hand on your diaphragm maybe that might be feeling really tight because you're not trusting because you don't feel safe right mm-hmm. and listening into okay well what is it that I what is it that I need to feel right now what is it that I need to hear maybe getting quiet enough to actually connect with the very scared part of you that lives in all of us all the time and for different people it's in different parts of our body you know at different points in time and just really feeling into you know what does she need what does Mm -hmm. she need to hear what does she need to feel in order to feel safe in this moment right I can't Mm -hmm. help what happened 20 years ago but I'm here now Mm -hmm. and so being able to offer myself and by myself, I mean my inner child, you know, or, or just a, a very frightened aspect of my personality to be now the loving adult who's able to give myself what I need. And maybe that's a blanket or some water or a hug, you know, and also engaging with your inner child and, and, and maybe even exploring that there's a lot of resistance in connecting too and seeing seeing what that's about so being able to give yourself what you need in that moment so that you can you know establish a sense of trust now and hopefully you know be able to release some of the grip of control that you have over how things are supposed to be 
in order to feel good or safe. I love that it goes back to trust. It's so like, that's been such a fun game almost that I feel like Mm -hmm. I play with you every session is like, I'll go in with one thing and be like, this is annoying me or this is what's coming up. And I'm thinking in my like little thinking I'm like self-actualized over here, like, oh, it's because of this. And then we so quickly get to the root. No, it's actually, Mm -hmm. it's actually this over here. And then once you're able to like attack that and, or I guess attack is a, a quite an aggressive <laughs> word, but you know, recognize that and deal mm-hmm. with that, mm-hmm. then it's sort of easier to just release mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. second. I'm wondering how, I guess, tying back to people that don't have access, people that maybe mm-hmm. don't have access in addition that are just so new to this concept or don't know how to talk to themselves mm-hmm. in that way or, mm-hmm. or have never yeah. like listened to that part of them. Do you have any yeah. helpful tips or exercises to kind of like start learning how to listen to your shadow or inner child? Yeah. 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 So I think number one is being really patient. Mm. That's like mm. the number one mm. piece of advice that I would give. Right. Because even people who have had access and have, you know, maybe people who are supporting them like my myself or, you know, other people who work in this space, there can be a lot of resistance, right? Sometimes your inner child feels so wounded or so afraid that they don't really want to engage. And so I think having a lot of patience and compassion for yourself now and again, like it not looking a certain way and maybe, you know, you're not going to be somebody who's immediately going to put your hand on your chest and see yourself as an eight year old and, you know, in, in the corner at the birthday party and give yourself a hug. Mm-hmm. Like for some people, it's, that's the way it works. But for most people, a lot of people, it takes a long time of just, just even just doing this and it just, and it being just this, right? So a, a great exercise in the somatic integration space is, is something called resourcing, which is really just an super simple exercise that, again, it's, it's not supposed to be technical, right? So this is also mm-hmm. about your own exploration of like what feels right for you in just sitting with your, you know, kind of scanning your body and being able to feel into a part of your body that is speaking to you in the moment. And that could be either through discomfort and tension or through a pleasant experience, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, for example, a lot of people are holding, they hold a lot of tension in their diaphragm just right below the, the chest. And so just literally, I mean, it's not so complicated, right? Just sitting with yourself and holding your hand against your diaphragm and just with the intention of, of, of connection, right? This is just about Mm -hmm. my intention Mm -hmm. to connect. And if it takes me 50 times to Mm intend with that same intention of like, I'm just here, right? Like you let me know when you're ready and I'm here. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, so as, and then, you know, as time passes and there's a trust that's developed between you and you, then that relationship really expands in in a very fun very exploratory way in that you really are able to be in real communication and you don't need anybody else there that's the whole thing and you don't need any previous experience because it's you right Mm -hmm. and so much of the time when we are in distress we're really in the space where we left ourselves initially at that initial wound, right? It's you're this you're in the same place. You know, you're the same five year old who feels like they have to do it alone. And so a lot of times when we get triggered in the now in a painful experience, that same little girl is right there. And so if you're willing to greet her in this case, it would be me, little girl you know, um, just offering that invitation over and over again, and then beginning to explore. And then, you you know, you get to have fun, like and ask, well, what do you need? Okay, maybe Mm -hmm. she wants her hands over here, or maybe she doesn't want her hands there. Maybe she wants to dance, maybe, you know, just Mm -hmm. maybe she wants to roll around on the floor, right? And so just asking yourself the questions and giving yourself the permission to have it kind of look like whatever it wants to look like, because there's no right way to do it. Um, I think that's 
that's where it begins. Anybody can do that. You don't need anybody there with you. Yeah. Those are such helpful, tangible, and accessible tips. I'm so curious. And Meta and I talked about this when um, we were talking about you coming on the podcast. We both were like, what the hell does she do in order to take care of herself? Because Mm. I feel like energetic that I feel yes I want energetic boundaries that you must keep like I just feel like I walk into your office and I just like dump and then like sometimes I'm leaving and there's like a client waiting outside and I'm like oh my god like she's gonna do this all Mm -hmm. over again for like another hour and a half how do you set those energetic boundaries how do you leave the room holding your energy and your energy only like what do you rest look like for you yeah yeah And that's a really interesting question, especially nowadays where like I have a 16 month old and my time is really not my own. (laughs) So, you know, it's been such an interesting journey in like taking care of myself now that I have a kid, like both in a way that's been really challenging and also in a way that's actually given me a lot of freedom. I think before I had a kid, you know, there are all the practices and meditation and breath work and exercising all the time and just having time to be alone, right? And to have most of that kind of taken away from me because I'm, you know, taking care of, of another being who's so dependent on me right now has been challenging, but also it's like, oh, wow, like I don't, actually need to do anything like I can be just as good I can be just as present you know without all those resources and I'm not suggesting that you know you kind of go you know running on empty but I think they gave me some freedom of like you know I think there's so many people put a lot of those practices like you know on this checklist of like okay I have to do my Mm -hmm. meditation and my journaling and my this and my that and whatever Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. it's another form of pressure and programming that makes you that you know we just judge ourselves against like well I didn't do it today so I should just fucking kill myself and you know I, you know, now I don't have the luxury of waking yeah. up in the morning and, and use a lot of times my kids in my bed with me. And so just actually going through that process and being like, you know, sometimes my self-care is literally just doing this while I'm in the room with a client mm. because I'm feeling activated mm. and I need to kind of come back into myself and I didn't have the time to do my meditation this morning or whatever. And so it's like, it's literally just that. And then the the gift in not actually being enough and not yeah. feeling really good right so just being able to enjoy that but also I cry a lot I do a lot Hell of yeah <laughs> yeah I need to get better time. Hell and yeah. then, you know I'm not a, again it kind of goes back to what I was saying before I don't really I, I'm not afraid mm. of it it doesn't like freak yeah. me out to be upset so I think um, it just gives me license to just release it. You know, sometimes I just totally. need a good cry on my, and I'm, I'm at, my, at the end of my day and I'm just like, okay, I'm okay. But that, and, you know, I, I have a colleague and, and we treat each other from time to time. So that's really important. Yeah. And I do a really great, um, very short practice called spirit wrap in the morning. It's just on my Spotify playlist. I'll give it to you guys to link to your, your listeners. Yes, it's just like please. a great, you know, invocation, just kind of like wrapping you and really beautiful energy before you start your day. So sometimes it's literally mm. just like that. And like just taking a moment to, I always start the day with a prayer, you know, asking my angels and guides and the angels and guides mm. of my clients to work with me so that I can be of, you know, of best service to to everybody who comes into my space and and so so yeah um that's those are my self-care practices so the moment cool. <laughs> it's back to that gentleness and just like being mm-hmm. gentle and meeting yeah. yourself when you're at it's so beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I'm like, wondering it's have you good. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. have you um is Reiki involved in this at all or like integrated in this? So I don't, it's not Simple. formally Reiki, but I do a bit of my own kind of uh, applied energy work and working with my cool. hands a lot. Um, and sometimes when I'm doing like some regression therapy work, um, I'm using like just um, a different form of, of managing energetics, which is what Reiki is. So I wouldn't like call right. it Reiki per se, but 
it's kind of my own. But just that like thing. energy. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Anyway, I, mm-hmm. I think this is a beautiful place to end. Gabby, yes. I have one more kind of like hacky question. Okay, sure. So gosh, like seven years ago now, I bought one of those like $20 acupuncture mats on Amazon mm-hmm. to try to get myself some reprieve. Is there any sort of help in that at all? Or should I just not be messing with that? I think that if anything works for you, then you should use it, right? Like, so the the thing, the theme for today, hopefully, has been like allowance and permission to just play around. And so if the $20 acupressure mat makes you feel good and it's providing some relief, then great. You know, let's go. I love that answer. Michelle just keeps giving us permission to give ourselves permission. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's just a program. You know, I'm selling a particular program, right? If my program works for you, then great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. And if your $20 acupressure mat is the program that works for you, by all means, do your thing. Enjoy it. I love permission. But but I think, I think, you know, to, to maybe like, um, take the exploration a little bit deeper is getting some more information about some of the meridian systems and where they are and then maybe working a little bit more intentionally if that's what you want to do yeah yeah with the math love it yeah this was oh my gosh i cannot thank you enough for being here Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much for yeah. having me. It was really, really fun. You're going to have to come back. I can already anticipate all the questions we're going to get for you. Oh, well, I'm happy oh, to yeah. come back and answer any questions as best I can. I just, I really, I, I had such a good time. Thank you, ladies, oh, so much. Yay. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you. much. I know you're a pro, podcasting pro. Yeah, you're, it's I know. This old Look thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> available. Available. Thank you for giving me permission. Oh like my gosh. This with you guys, really. Please, we could do. Yes. Oh my God, please. No, thank you. I mean that. Seriously. I really mean that. Thank you. Provided a very safe space for me to, to explore that with you. So I appreciate that very much. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're just Thank the best. You. We adore you. We'll link all of your all of your things down below yeah, so absolutely. everybody can know where yeah, to find you. Sure. Okay, great. And all the resources that you mm-hmm. said, yes, I was jotting them sure. down too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then um, if anybody has any questions, um, I'll give you my email address. Feel free to reach out for, you know, any any questions. Are you accepting clients if people want to come see you? Are you I taking ex- new clients? I'm going to be accepting clients um, middle of January. New clients. Cool. Okay. Yeah, oh, middle awesome. of January. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody yes, check okay. the show notes for all those details. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you ladies. Have a great night. You too. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts may vary pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.